Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, good morning, folks. Glad you're with us today. I'm Tom Neubauer. He's Dan Bush. And, of course, the Lord of the Board is here, Nick Modi. Uh, we welcome to the welcome you to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, where we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, so we always invite your phone calls at 414-799-1250 if you got any questions or comments or caught a big one you want to let us know about. You can also email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Good morning, gentlemen. Danny, you look poop today. Yeah, a little wore out here. <laughs> That's what you get for going doing all the things that young people do. Well, what was it? Uh, paddle boarding uh, with a with a girl in a bikini. <laughs> no, I was wearing a bikini. And okay. not om- only am I sunburned and exhausted, my my seat is wet because someone left their truck windows down last night. Oh, that wouldn't be you, would it? And it rained. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Yeah, I I got up this morning and I saw puddles in the parking lot and I thought, hmm, did it rain? Then I looked over at my truck. You were a genius at deduction. Windows were down. (laughs) Yep. Oh, boy. Well, I know all the area lakes on these hot days, they get busy, you know. People like frolicking in the water, you know, doing frolic. That's what they like to do. (laughs) They frolic. Frolic. (laughs) Yeah, they frolic. But there's no problem with the swimming out at Pewaukee, is there? I mean, that blue-green algae is gone now? Um, I didn't see any blue-green algae out there. Well, you know what I'm talking about, that stuff that they always... Well, they haven't had the, you know, you know, red alert yet out there. Yeah. Danger, Will Rogers. Yeah. Uh, blue-green algae, you could die if yeah. you drink it. Well... No, we haven't had a big uh, algae bloom yet, but if it were... To stay hot and stagnant with no wind, mm-hmm. it's always possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Why do you always got to bring up such positive things, Tom? Well, no, I was just uh, doing that for a safety uh, reminder what, uh, what for is, our what listeners. Do, what do you uh, <laughs> going to remind them all to put their seatbelts on when they drive? Yeah, that too. Not speed. That too. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink don't and even, drive. Don't drink your drink in your boat and drive. 
you know. Oh, speaking of drinking in boats. Nobody can have any fun. Yeah, speaking of drinking in boats, uh, the Monona Lakes are really hot. People are catching a lot of fish out there. One fella told me that he says, I know that's got nothing to do with drinking in boats, but one fella told me, he said, if you can't catch fish out on Mendota, uh, now he was talking specifically Mendota, he says, if you can't catch fish out there, he says, you just just sell all your fishing stuff. He said, it is guys are catching all kinds of fish in different areas. I talked to one fella, he said uh, he was catching bass, largemouth in the weeds, Smallmouth on the weed line edges, perch out in the middle of the lake, bluegills in the flats. He said that fish were all over. Yeah, know. I got I got a buddy who lives, uh, his parents just moved out there, and he went out, I think, two, three days ago. He said they were pulling up bluegills as fast as you could get the line in the water. And nice ones, too, I've yeah. heard. All those, Yaha- all those Yahara lakes are really good yeah. this year. Kaganza's been good. Winger's yeah. been nice. Monona, too. Yeah, Monona been really good. As a matter of fact, there's a big tournament there today. Uh, one of the WAPTA tournaments is out there on Monona. A bass tournament? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Wingra. Wingra, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they forget that uh, Monona and Wingra are good musky lakes, too. Mm-hmm. You know, they're good musky lakes. And uh, big crappies on uh, Wingra, big bluegills on Monona, and all those lakes got bass in them. <laughs> they all have bass in them like crazy. Do you know what Wingra means? No, I don't. It's Potawatomi, if memory serves. But uh, So I grew up in the Madison area. We had to learn the names for the five finger lakes of the Yahara River. Um, so if memory serves, it was Wingra means duck, Kaganza's fish, Monona is beautiful, Mendota means more like grand, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm forgetting one here. Come on, you, one is. You, you, you took this in fourth grade. You, how can you forget it? Uh, Easy. <laughs> and it's gone. Yeah, ask me to do long division, see how that works. What? What? Oh, there's that little pot, Cherokee Lake, or what's that one? There's, isn't there another uh, lake, but it's small, <coughs> just to the north of uh, Mendota, I think. The small lake K- to the north. Wingra, Kiganza, Menona, Mendota. I thought it was like Cherokee. Wabisa. Oh, Wabisa. That's the one I forgot. That's connected to it? Yeah. Yes, sir. Wingra. Yes, oh, is. yeah, that, right. what am I thinking? I wasn't thinking Wingra. Wabisa. Mud, Mud Lake is yeah. in between Wabisa yeah. And yeah. then the right, channel, right? And then you go through the channel. <clears throat> I was thinking of Wabisa is the one that's got the really nice crappies and good muskies, but w- Wingra's got musky too, isn't that? Uh, didn't they have an old zoo on that lake? I remember one yes, time out there. There is a zoo. Is it still there? And the beach was over there. Where, yeah. Is yeah. the zoo still there? I don't know. Or part of it? Or I don't know. I'm guessing it probably is. I don't know. Do what zoo? The, the Henry the Henry Vilas one? Is that what it's called? The one that's over by Wingra? Uh yeah yeah the free the free one is it still there yeah really yeah. Well, do they still have animals in there oh yeah, yeah. oh they I, got a zoo with no animals well, you, that'd be uh, that'd be uh, that'd, that'd be different a, quite, <laughs> a, quite a zoo <laughs> look at these cages you know he get when he's tired he gets surly <laughs> gets a little salty as some would say. <laughs> Oh, because I remember the I remember the ele- I remember hearing elephants when I was out there one time many years ago, and I I'm hearing. What the maybe hell? we can get a what Tim- is that? <laughs> maybe we can get a Tim Conway clip of him giving his elephant uh, elephant yeah, sounds. Elephant sounds, yeah, yeah, that was strange. But okay, well, I didn't know because I haven't been out there in many many years. But I just heard that. Yeah. So you heard elephants there? Yeah, you can hear you know, but elephants, yeah, when they make their sound, yeah, you hear them all over the place. Uh, by the way, we just got a call. It was Cherokee Marsh. Cherokee we Marsh. With. 
What did I call it? Shout out to Rich in Milwaukee for that oh, one. Oh, thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. Yeah, someone's with it this morning. Yeah, they are. Oh, I got to tell you something, Danny. Remember last week how I didn't want to tell you the lake I was on where my sons and I caught yeah, like 40 bass, right? Yeah, you never tell well, any, it was a little, you never it's tell a little anybody lake. anything. Yeah, I do. I, I, well, we went back. I went back there with this other fella. This guy I fish with every now and then, young fella. He's uh, just a nut overfishing, and I, I go with him once in a while. He wants to learn some of these lakes. So I said, hey, man, we really nailed him out at this one lake. And so he says, yeah, well, let's go there. He says, oh, you can show me where to go. Well, we went out there last week Sunday, and, Danny, it was like night and day. When my sons and I were there, we were catching fish like crazy all over, right? Me and this other guy, we go out there. And we got to work from, we caught one in the slot that was maybe 14, 15 inches. Everything else was like 10, 11 inches. I mean, we had a few other decent fish on that got off maybe, you know, but it was all little ones and we had to work for those. It was terrible. We spent, God, it must have been at least four hours, at least maybe four and a half hours and uh, just worked our butts off and, and it was tough. So, you know, it just goes to show that a lake can be good you know, one day or one week, and then the next week you go out there and oh, just things terrible. change. Just terrible. And it, do you want to know the lake? You really want to know? Sure, tell okay. us. Eagle Springs. So, so now There's Tom no tells deal. now if he'd caught forty fish again, he wouldn't be telling I anybody. Tell you again. But being as fishing sucked, <laughs> all of a sudden, oh, he's all Mister well, yeah, Mister Hot Tip over there. Hey, I got another little lake where I, I, oh boy, I'll tell you what, guarantee lots of big, nice fish, good fish, you know. Uh, but I ain't going to tell you that one. That's another little lake. <laughs> Till it goes south. So you were saying that you one got... has not gone south, though. So you're going to go sight in some rifles today, you said? Yeah, my son, he's got a bear permit for this year, and uh, he's going to do it with open sights. And so he took off the scope, which was too powerful for it. And, well, what uh, power scope does I he have? I don't know, Danny. Don't ask me. Because even if you I had have... a three power, that's I have no clue. adequate enough for close. I have close. no clue. I have no clue. Does he have like one of these, you know, six by 20? Uh, I don't know. Don't I know. have no clue. All I know is that his father-in-law said test it. He tested it, and it it it, 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 it doesn't show – it won't show you the whole animal. All he'll see is black, you know, and you won't know what part you're on. And at that range, at 20, 30 yards, let's say, open sights are fine. You just got to make sure they're on. That's what uh, caliber rifle does he have? I'm not sure. I I I got a feeling it's a 308 but I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not positive. So you guys are going to sight it in at Well, we I've got the stakes for 20, 30 and 40 yards. And what I did was I took some um some furring strips which yeah. are like 1 by 2s, you know. They're about 4 feet tall and I put a nail that's sticking out about an inch and I brought my bringing my sledgehammer so I pound those into the ground. And then he can stick his little 12-inch targets right on the nail on each one. We'll put those oh, okay. 20, 30, 40 out. And, uh, and then he has to check out his, uh, his crossbow and, uh, and you, his new pistol. You know what works good? Uh, what's that? Those uh, political yard signs people use. <laughs> yeah. When the, yeah. When, yeah. Whenever the election's over, yeah. we'll collect a couple of those. Yeah. And those work perfect. 
You just take them, yeah. stick them Especially in the Especially if they got an O in their name. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah. That would be perfect. Right. That's what dad used to say. Okay, aim right for the O. Yeah, that's, oh, that's awesome. I never thought of that. That's a great idea. Uh, yeah. yeah, there we go. That's my tip of the week. There, there. you go. I mean, Danny Bush's tip of the week. I always yard got some signs. great ideas for everybody. Well, we should have some yard signs, uh, what is that, next year? I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got elect. Yeah, we got elections coming up yeah they're coming seems up. to me there's always some yard signs about yeah. something yeah now then you just and and what and people just probably just throw them away that's what i'm thinking yeah, yeah. yeah i don't think they'll uh i don't think they'll care i don't think you'll get arrested for just don't take them during the election probably you know, like not that, that week before or something that, <laughs> yes that would upset people would not be good so anyway so yeah so he's got his bear permit <laughs> And he's uh, really crossbow. Ex- you said he's going to shoot a crossbow. No, too? no, no. He's going to use his rifle for the bear, but uh, he just wants to check out the scope on the crossbow. So you'll check that out, and uh, he's got a target for that. So. And if any of our listeners are looking to to bear hunt, bear in mind, uh, <laughs> uh, bear in mind that you you can't just get a bear license every year. You no. got to keep putting in and putting in, and it takes several years to get a permit and that normally has to be in by the, I think it's December 10th every year. You got to yeah. go pay your two or three dollars. Right. It's always on a date that everybody is sure to forget. Yeah. They put yeah. it on. I don't know why they put that date. Now I, I did get something. I think August 1st, I believe is the deadline. If you're going to put in for the upriver steer, uh, sturgeon spearing permit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think, uh, if, if you're, it's kind of the same type deal to get one of those permits where you're, you know, got a better than 50% chance of getting a sturgeon. That takes a couple of years to get. So that one is due real soon, I believe. Yeah. Check so. your DNR regs if you're interested in that. All right. Well, we got to go to a quick break, folks. 799-1250 is the phone number or CEO guys at yahoo.com. Uh, I just want to let everybody know we got a couple of guests that will be calling in. Uh, two of them uh, after 7 o'clock and one after the 7.15 break. I'll tell you who that is when we come back after this break right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. He is a man of many mysteries. He has a no-name bookie, an anonymous lake, and a salsa with secret ingredients. He is Tom Newbauer, secret agent man. (laughs) That's funny. Nice one, Nick. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> okay. Well, Danny, was that a theme song for a, for any kind of show back? Yeah, in the day? I think it was. It was. Yeah, it was a spy show in the sixties. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. There used who to be it was. one called I Spy. Yeah. I yeah. Think, was it just Danger Man? And then there was, I, uh, I used to like the man from Uncle. Man from Uncle. And then, yeah. then they had the girl from Uncle. I think that was. Uh, that was later. That was the takeoff, I guess. She was pretty hot. Was that Stephanie Powers? Or. I, I yeah, don't know. I'm trying to remember. But I got to, before we get in there, I got to tell you uh, that at a uh, little after seven o'clock, uh, Oren Meyer and Ben, ben Leskowski. Uh, they're with the Ojibwa boat boat hunters, and they're having their youth date next week, Saturday, on the twenty seventh, and uh, they're going to be telling us all about that. It's three. It's free for youths. Youths, Y U T E S. Free for youths. And uh, <laughs> well, don't tell everything about it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. <laughs> there, I'm just John. saying it's free. They're going to tell us everything about it, 
And then after the 17, uh, uh, 715 break, we got Joel Clayfish calling. Now, he's the former state representative. You know, his wife was the lieutenant governor for under Scott Walker for oh, many Rebecca. years. Oh, Rebecca. Rebecca Clayfish, yes. Yeah, he's going to be calling. Now, he's out of politics now, but he does boar hunts. He does a TV show called Kill It, Clean It, Cook It. And uh, as a matter of fact, he'll be on a boar hunt when he calls us down in Florida. He'll be in Florida hunting for big pigs, and uh, he'll give us a call at the time. So I'm going to give this to you, Nick, just to make sure you know who's calling when. Yeah, we got uh, to keep this organized. Yeah. Well-oiled machine. Now. Speaking Glad of Man from Uncle, notes. you said uh, Man from Uncle, Woman Napoleon from Uncle. Napoleon Solo. And Ilya Kuryakin. Ilya He was the blonde-haired guy, right? Kuryakin, yep. Yeah, McCullum is his real name. How do you... Something how, McCullum. Nick, you're too young to remember any of this stuff. Oh, he, dude, I, I love he went, Man from Uncle. You he went me? to college. Uh, he, he knows all the TV. Yeah. Those shows canceled years ago. Stuff. You weren't even born yep. when it was canceled. We used to watch him on uh, TV Land. So uh, yeah. the guy who played Napoleon Solo, Robert... Um, ba, 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 he was in The Magnificent yeah, Seven. Yeah, yeah, I know. And he, Vaughn. Robert Vaughn. Yeah, Robert Vaughn. Magnificent Seven was like one of my favorite movies as a kid the original i watched it over and over again robert vaughn has like seven total lines in that movie yeah but what which was, and he gets killed too yeah he does. Well, well, is most, that the cowboy movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah with the gunfight and i was really just, with the old brenner i'm yeah. sorry with and bald head old brenner yeah but anyway go ahead no so that was the whole thing i always had a thing for uh robert vaughn i just thought yeah. he was like the coolest guy in the world so i, I remember catching old man from uncle yeah. reruns the uh the well, movie version they did two three years ago was actually pretty good yeah was yeah. it well they did I, a movie I, version I, yeah yeah well i've got a little bit of a gripe now does everybody all you ever do is gripe yeah no that's not me that's you no i got a little <laughs> a little gripe here well, we okay. go okay we all like uh Grumpy tom's neighborhood yeah uh 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 Welcome to Grumpy Tom's what, what, Neighborhood. What, uh, you should have a children's show. Goldfinger. What's a, what's a, Shirley a James Dassey? Bond. James Bond. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay. James Bond. Now, Sean. Uh, uh, what was the guy's name? Sean, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. He was the original. Nobody can best him. I guess you know the original. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I yeah, like him. Kind of depends. But on you got to remember all the new ones. Uh, they got all the, the 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 computer stuff in there to make it. CGI. Yeah, all yep. that stuff. Well, anyway, but, and then they've had different ones over the years. And this new guy who played the last ones, he was pretty good. Daniel Craig, yeah. Yeah, he was good. I didn't know if he was going to make it or not, but he was good, yeah. He's in the next one. But guess what? They're, they're, they're all come in the out. next one and the next one until yeah. they get too old. Well, here's the problem. And they can him and get the new guy. Here's the problem. What? They're going to have a woman, James Bond. I think her name will be Jane Bond. You know, no, that's not true. Uh, that's not true. I just uh, read that. Nope, nope. No? Uh, so the thing is, James Bond, at the end of the last movie, Spectre, he retired. Yeah. He ran away with right. his girlfriend, Leah Seydoux. So right. the next movie is going to start out with him on retirement in Jamaica. He's living there, and his old buddy Felix Leiter comes and looks right. him up and says, I need your help. And when he goes back, he finds out he's been replaced as 007, because with him retired, they promote right, somebody right. else. And that's the woman character. Oh, so a 007. So she's, his, so, okay, so so she's not like, going to be Jane Bond. <laughs> so basically, basically, Tom, it's like 
yeah. she got his jersey. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. okay. That's got the it. best okay. way of putting it. Yeah. He okay. got his number. I'm a okay. huge James Bond fan. There were a lot of people up in arms because you got like those clickbait articles. You know what that is online? People no. write people write misleading headlines. Oh, okay. totally. So it was everyone was like female James Bond. Yeah, you that's know, what I read. Yeah. Daniel yeah, yeah, Craig yeah. being replaced by a woman. Like, oh, and it's, okay. Got it. I see. It's just part of the plot line. And, it's it's literally Well, it's not long before in this world they start to say that it's sexist to have a super spy uh, male why can't it be a woman female. well here's another thing too you know it's like uh uh they, there's never been a like a black james bond and i could see like denzel washington or something like that playing james bond easily no no doubt about it you know but it's it's never is you know why do you have james to bring bond. that up now well i yeah. was just thinking so right about away, it we're gonna you have know? all the politically correct people no they're gonna have a black female james bond that's fine Who's transgender? <laughs> <laughs> we'll really be walk. Yeah, it'll be a walk. James oh. Bond movie. <laughs> a woke. 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 What's what's that? Woke. No, woke is you like know what woke is that? You're, you're, I, had learn, I had to you're, learn that this year. Yeah, you're like, you're like overly aware. You're political correct. Like you're politically correct. Like I'm woke, oh. bro. I don't I don't make microtransgressions. I, I don't like. I, ch- I check my privilege. Well, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is woke. Yeah, well, we're She's not. She's aware of the struggle and the and all the, yeah, they, yeah, we're, we're all not, the. Uh, we're not politically problem. correct, so we can't be woke, can no, we? We can't. We can't be. We'll woke. never get woke up. <laughs> we'll never get woke up. Well, anyway, um, oh, and remember, uh, I told you I was going to take out this frog. Try this frog lure that I I found it. I've dated a few dogs in my day, no. but never I never <laughs> took out a frog. Well, I was looking, you know, I. You know, you get all these frogs got two hooks coming over the back. We talked about that and setting the hook. And, yeah, they're weedless, but you don't always get hookups, you know. Well, I found – I forgot about these frogs. I had them in a box, and I was just looking through a bunch of different tackle, and it's like, oh, I forgot all about these. I told you it was shaped like uh, – kind of like a spoon, but a flat top, and it was all rubber or soft plastic, if you will. Right, I remember. With yeah. one hook coming cool. over the back with a weed guard. And I thought, oh, I forgot all What's about the these. Of- I have no idea what the name was. I mean, these I, I had these for years. I okay. forgot all about them. And I said, oh, I got to take these. So I took them out, right, a Sunday. And they didn't work. Well, there's a reason why I forgot all about them and never used them and packed them away. Because they don't. They sink. They sink? They don't float. <laughs> the frog is supposed to float. These don't float. <laughs> <laughs> so, a sinking frog. Yeah, it's a sinking frog. It's like you got to keep it moving to keep it up near the top. You got to keep it because as soon as you stop, it starts to sink. And it's like, well, no wonder I forgot about these and never used them Did anymore. You throw them away. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Here you get th- here you thought you're onto some big yeah. find in your tackle yeah. box. Well, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to invent a frog that doesn't sink, but it's got one hook sticking out the top with a weed guard. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make one of those up. Yeah. Definitely. You, you're going to sell it, market, become no, rich I, and no, famous? I, no, I doubt it. I, <laughs> what are you going to call this frog? Uh, I don't know. Tom's frog? <laughs> I don't know. Froggy? <laughs> frog. Frog off? Frog off? Neubauer frog? No, no, no. And maybe we can have, put no. our listeners, have them put their thinking no. caps on and see if they can come up with a good idea for Tom's I wonder, frog. You know, I wonder how many people remember a lure I made. I made this lure back uh, in 1980, I think it was. 
It was called the TNT, Tom Neubauer's teaser. It was a topwater spitting bait. You know, when you when you jerked it, it would like splash yeah, and went left TNT. and right. Yeah, and uh, of course it went over like a lead balloon. So one of my friends told me, he says, you know, this is really a great lure. I says, oh, really? You think so? He says, yeah, it works great in my live well to plug the hole. <laughs> I said, thanks a lot. Nice friend you are. So, but you you must have caught bass on it. Oh, it yeah. Must have oh, worked yeah. If it, you it, went it to worked. try and just, sell it. Yeah. Well, see, the thing was is I was having them turned out of wood, and then I was doing the grinding myself. I was drilling the holes myself. I was doing the painting myself until I realized, you know, that's all, that's really hard. So I had some some place professionally paint them and then the packaging it you know if you don't have money for advertising nobody's ever going to know about it you gotta you gotta have it's not just the money to make them okay but it's the money to advertise the product so that people know it's out there and if you don't have that oh forget it nobody's going to buy it because nobody knows what it is you remember when john was big making his baits years ago Mm -hmm. him and randy virgil Mm -hmm. they had the garage right yeah next to waterfront yeah they'd have all these baits hanging and they'd be in there spraying. And I'll tell you what, those paint fumes. Oh, would, they'll get you. I'd go in the garage. I'd look. I took one look at John. <laughs> his and, eyes are crossed. And his eyes are like, <laughs> he was higher than a kite. <laughs> I, I just busted up laughing. I just busted up laughing. They didn't have good ventilation, did they? <laughs> no, not at all. None. But I think both he and Randy Virgil... Um. Liked it. Because <laughs> then they'd start oh. grabbing beers and drinking yeah. beer at the same yeah. time. Oh, wow. She was. Oh, my God. Well, somebody copied uh, a lure that I had, uh, that I invented that somebody was making for me in, in Illinois. Somebody copied it, but I'll tell you all about that when we come back. How's that one? See, when we come back, we'll talk about that one. Okay, then. what's the call letters of the station now? Well, I'm just going to tell you the gut report is up next, and that's okay. all I'm going to say is because you're Danny Bush, I'm Tom Newbauer. he's the lord of the board. Nick Bodie, we'll be right back with more. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, this gut report, this recipe, comes to you from Captain Angelo Trenadu. He's the captain of the Fishing Bug Charter Services. And uh, actually, I've tried this one a number of years ago with salmon. Now, you can use this with salmon or rainbow trout from Lake Michigan, either one. First of all, you grease a baking dish with butter. Put the fillets in a dish and then lightly salt and pepper them and put a little garlic powder on. Then you baste with ketchup and at the end sprinkle with oregano or you sprinkle the oregano on with the ketchup and then bake it at 350 degrees for about 20 minutes 20 minutes or until the fish is you know flaky. Um, it, it, he calls it sweet and tasty salmon and trout. It is good and it is a little sweet, I guess, but it, it's also got a little zing to it from the from the garlic powder and the ketchup. So uh, it, it almost sounds like a strange mixture of things, but it does work. Salt, pepper, garlic powder, ketchup, and oregano. 350, 20 minutes, all done. And that's it. And that is from Captain Angelo Trenadu of the Fishing Bug Charter. Uh, the Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. 
get in my belly. And I'll tell you, Danny, people are catching lots of salmon and trout out there on the lake, especially a lot of salmon. So hopefully somebody can use that recipe. You know, they're getting a lot of them. Fishing is pretty good out there on the on the big pond. So, yeah, you're, you should be going I out think, there one uh, of these days, won't you be? Yeah, I've been kind of lazy. Um, yeah. I think Salmonorama is going on right now. Is it? Yeah. Oh. You can win yeah. some big prizes on even Even people fishing shore, from shore can, shore can win prizes. Yeah. Big money prizes. There was one guy who specialized in shore angling who used to win that. Who I believe has placed or won. I remember times. there was a guy who always came in with fish. He was really good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some guys that it's all they do every day. Yeah, just go. Yeah, go to their local pier and mm-hmm. and fish. Now, what we would used to do is when we would do that, uh, we'd go on what they call what they used to call the government pier. Now it's McKinley Pier, of course. And we'd have these uh, little little uh, panfish rods. With number 12 gold hooks, and we'd have two of them, or sometimes three of them on a line. It was kind of like a drop shot rig with a sinker on the bottom. And you drop it down and you wiggle it, and the alewives would bite those little number 12 gold hooks. Bare, nothing on them. They'd just bite them. Okay. So you'd catch your bait that way. And then you'd put them in a bucket of water, and then you'd hook them on and cast them out, you know, if you were using the live bait, you know. But you could catch your own bait pretty easily. But when, when one fella first told me, yeah, you just use the number 12 gold hook. They'll bite it. And I, really? <laughs> but they do. They do. So, huh. Did you uh, throw the alewives out like on the bottom then? Yeah, yeah. Close to the bottom. Yeah, okay. close to the bottom. With yeah. like a slip sinker or mm-hmm. something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just throw them out there and just let them. And, and then we had a, on, uh, with the spinning rods, which, which we were using then, we would take a bottle or a can with some water and leave the bale open, put the line around the can or bottle, so when the fish bit and took out some line, it would knock over the can or bottle. It would knock it over, and then you knew, oh, hey, I got a we, fish. We <laughs> used to we used to do that in the Kenosha Harbor yeah, in, yeah. like, September for the salmon. Okay. And uh, you could use night crawlers on the bottom. Yeah. You could, some guys, I think, I want to think... I think we used marshmallows too. Really? Now, now that I'm trying to think about it, what what all we used? So one time I was out with a friend of mine, and he had like three rods, and uh, one of them was a Zebco 33. And I said, "Dude, what are you doing a Zebco 33?" I think you told me this yeah. once. <laughs> and uh, he said, "Ah, I'm not going to get anything on it anyway." A L- little bit later in the dark, we hear king king. This is one of the cans falls. Yeah. And, of course, we look, and he looks at me and goes, it's the Zebco 33. <laughs> and he just grabbed the rod, and the salmon took off. And he just looked at me holding the rod with one hand, <laughs> smiling, and it was spooled all the way to the end. Snap, gone. Yep. Uh, yeah, he ain't going to stop him with all a Zebco 33. <laughs> all we could do was laugh. I got spooled once. I thought I was going to be a wise guy. I took a, a bass rod, a bait caster. Took a bait caster, Okay. Yeah, and you can't put as much line on a bait caster as you can on a big spinning reel, and uh, that thing just took it right out and spooled it. There was no stopping it. Just because if I would have set that drag any tighter, if I would have you know really uh, tighten it up, it would have just broke the rod or broke the line or broke something, right? And it just took all the line out, snap right at the end. Yeah. The, so the craziest that was a bad idea on my part. The craziest. 
spooled story that I heard. If it's true, I was talking to this old guy one time, and he claims he used to be a Lake Michigan fisherman, charter captain or whatever. But he claimed that uh, he was fishing from shore, and he hooked something, and he said it just took off swimming towards Michigan and just kept going and going and going. And he had a big, giant spinning reel Mm -hmm. with like uh, 300-yard capacity, a Mm -hmm. 20-pound test. He said... The thing just and he kept trying to tighten the drag, and he said it just kept going like a submarine. Just, <laughs> Maybe it was. And, and he said <laughs> it, it went all the way out and just broke his line, and there's nothing he could do. Wow. It, it, and he figured it was a sturgeon that Probably maybe he very hooked, well. the, hooked yeah. the giant sturgeon that just took yeah. off and. There was no stopping it. You, well, you know they're uh, putting more sturgeon in the Milwaukee River. I read an article about that. Uh, you know they planted some in there a number of years ago, but they 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 really don't know how it how they're going to turn out because sturgeon takes so long to grow and mature. Okay, right. Uh, so I forget what it said. It was seventeen, twenty years, or something like that. It was. So and I, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe maybe one of our listeners will correct me at seven nine nine twelve fifty, that uh, I think they're planting more of them in the Milwaukee River. And I, I remember they planted some a few years back, and I think they're going to be planting some more. Well, I believe sturgeon are native to the Great Lakes. Sure. Yeah. Um, years ago, up uh, up on uh, the estate there in Douglas County, where I have my hunting land by mm-hmm. on the Nemaji River. Uh, dad and his brother, uh, they used to net suckers in the spring mm-hmm. and they always told the story how one time they had something in the net and they tried to lift the net and this huge, huge head came out of the water of a giant fish and then it just ripped their net apart and they never caught it. Mm-hmm. And they were kids at the time. So looking back on it, they said that had to have been a giant sturgeon and the mm-hmm. Nemaji river runs into Lake Superior, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's probably what it had to be—a giant. One. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that Nemaji River very wide? I mean, deep in that? No, it's really pretty shallow. It's it's shallow, and uh, you'd think the water's dirty because there's the red clay up there. Oh, sure, yeah. So it looks dirty, but it's not. No, oh. but it's not. Um, and actually, there's a little known. See, the St. Louis River is the big river up there, and that's where the big well-known walleye run mm-hmm. is. Yeah. But before the, in, before the St. Louis River started getting targeted, um, back when the steel mill was going, it was really polluted, so nobody fished the St. Louis River because the fish, you know, is all contaminated. Mm-hmm. But now it's cleaned up, and it's a big sport fishery up there for the, you know, walleye run. But prior to people fishing the St. Louis River, there was a little-known walleye run on the uh, Nemaji River. But where our hunting land is, it's just real, the river's real small. I mean, it's shallow and small. You wouldn't be in there with a boat. But mm-hmm. as you get towards Lake Superior, it widens out. Okay. And uh, we actually went up there one time trolling crawler harnesses, and we caught maybe one or two small walleyes. We did catch a 30-inch muskie, which had to be a native to Lake Superior, one of the rare, mm-hmm. you know, strains. It was a bar. It was a Great Lake strain muskie, so okay. which was pretty cool. Uh, and that's before they were even planting them again. But there's a place on shore, uh, and I'm sure nobody fishes there anymore. 
as a kid, I remember my dad took us there and there were people with nice walleyes on a stringer and they were using leeches. Because I remember as a kid, I'd never heard of a leech for bait. Okay. Yeah. And they were using leeches just fishing from shore. Um, right along, you know, close to Lake Superior, but inland about a mile. Oh, and it was in like June or July. I'll bet a guy could go today, sit from shore and catch walleyes there that nobody fishes for. Hmm. I don't think anybody's fishing the, the Namaji River for walleyes anymore. Everybody's on the St. Louis River. Sure. It's a forgotten fishery. Yeah. But that would be a Until place. Until now. I've always <laughs> thought about going back there, getting some leeches, get some rod holders, and, yeah. and sit on shore on a nice summer day and yeah. see if I could get some walleyes. It'd be a good idea Might to, have try. to try that. Uh, you know, the other thing I was thinking, you know, when when you when you told the guy who something just started going across to Michigan, you know, schooling yeah. him, it, it, I felt that way a couple of times on the Fox River up by Green Bay with big catfish, fishing for walleyes. You get a big cat on, and man, that's like having a bowling ball at the end of the line, you know. Or and when you get a big one on, as a matter of fact, Eric Catlin. He holds two line test records, uh, one, but this is for uh, catch and release, and they go by inches. One was, uh, if I remember correctly, one was a 44-inch flathead on four-pound test, and one was a 38-inch flathead on two-pound test. Took him hours to catch these fish, hours. <laughs> I think that's a little crazy, too. Oh, and by the way, before we go to a break, I just got to tell you, uh, a few weeks back I mentioned Peak Power Services, one of our sponsors. I, you know, and I didn't really know what exactly they do. I knew they do. I, I know they do something with generators in it. If if you want to get an eye opening, just go to peakpowerservices.com. I was totally surprised on what those people are into and what they can do. And if you own a business. They might be what you're looking for, whatever your power services needs are. Peakpowerservices.com. Yeah, I was really amazed. They 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 do it, and and they're in Florida. They're up here. They're in different parts of the country. They're, yeah. It, it was it, it was an eye opener for me. Okay, we got to go to a break. Guess what's coming up next? The Hornschwaggle. That's right. You, what can they win, Tom? Well, the Hornschwaggle is brought to you by Carl's Country Market. They're known for their award-winning sausages and everything meat and more on Pilgrim and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls. You will win a $10 gift, certi gift certificate to Carl's Country Market if you are a winner. And also brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. And you'll get a nice prize package from them of your choosing, which Danny will tell you about if you win. So if you want to play the game... 799-1250. Call right now, 414-799-1250, and be a contestant in the Hornswoggle. And that, Danny, is no Hornswoggle. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back. To the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, I'm Dan Bush. Tom Neubauer is, uh, he might be Nick out having a smoke or something. He is indisposed, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So anyway, I'm sure he'll be back. But do we have a uh, contestant for the Hornschwaggle segment? We do. We have Mike and West Alice on the line. Okay, Mike, how you doing? Hello, Mike. Good morning. Okay, Mike, so you know how this works. Yes, I do. So here we go. Uh, when shooting, 
we got hunting season coming up right around the corner. Uh, when you are shooting, <clears throat> it's actually better, rather than closing one eye, it's actually better to train yourself to shoot with both eyes open. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? That's a no hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Hit a ring. Okay. Um, <clears throat> for close-up shooting... It's best to crank your scope up to the highest power possible. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? That's a hornswoggle. That's a hornswoggle. Okay. You're two for two. Let's see if you would have got the third one correct. Uh, Generally, uh, semi-auto rifles are popular for the fast shooting, but the problem is they normally have more recoil than uh, non-semi-auto rifles. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Uh, that's a no hornswoggle. No, that's actually a hornswoggle. <laughs> they got less recoil because they use some of the gas. But you got two out of three, Mike. So you're still a winner. Oh, we got a winner, huh? We got a winner. All right. Winner, Congratulations, Mike. Dinner. And uh, so what would you... You're going to get... I'm going to mail you the gift certificate for Carl's. Okay. And then you'll get a, another prize package sent out to you, which... And I give that one a couple of weeks because we got an email to the company and then they send them out whenever. So you will get two things in the mail. Uh, what do you want? Uh, you can either get a combination of insect repellent and bait mate uh, fish attractant or the little first aid kit. What do you think? Uh, let's go with a uh, combination of insect repellent. Okay. What kind of, what, what, what type bait mate would you like? Uh, bass, walleye, panfish, game panfish. Panfish, okay. Yes. Panfish bait mate for Mike. And uh, let's see. With uh, the Coleman insect repellent, they got wonderful repellents with DEET, without DEET. What do you want? With DEET, without? Uh, I think, well, I got two grandsons. I think I'm going to go without the DEET. Okay. They got some really good stuff. So, yeah, DEET list. That DEET is pretty wicked. So, okay. We'll get that out to you, and uh, you left your information with Nick. You got the address and stuff. Okay, sounds good. Thanks for playing, and right, uh, we'll talk to you. Too. Yep, you bet. Right. Nice Congratulations. Day. Thank you. Yep. Uh, just want to let people know the prize contests on the Cutting Edge Outdoors are the sole responsibility of the Cutting Edge Outdoors radio show and its sponsors. Any questions or comments should be directed to ceoguys at yahoo.com. Um, I missed the first couple of questions there. Uh, I was out were... getting the coffee and talking to big time Mike McGivern real quick. Big time. <laughs> big time Mike McGivern. He's got a live show today, right? At eight o'clock. Mike McGivern coming up. He's got the yeah. Nary Home Improvement right. Show eight to nine, youth sports show nine to ten, and then the WFCHA coaches show, I think it is, this week from ten to noon. Boy, he's a busy guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's got a lot of shows in the morning. And you you're gonna produce all of those? Uh, no. I no. will be here, I think, until 10. Then it's Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe bomb, and he'll be here later at noon with Steve Zaki for the final inspection show. Got a great lineup for you here on the fan. Mm-hmm. And the Brewers lost a tough one last night. That's too bad. They were on a little bit of a roll there. Three-game win. That's why we were calling them butter. They were on a roll. I just, <laughs> what? <laughs> He just shakes his right, head over I'm, t- I'm turning his mic off for five minutes. He's in the penalty box for that one, Danny. Why did I know? You oh. Big dork over here. Always has, has, the, always has hey, the worst hey, jokes. A guy said and to, then it's always har, 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 har. Hey, a guy said to me this one the other day. He says to me, he says, uh, what state is the Mississippi River in? 
And I said, what state? I says, I know where, I, I've been at where it begins in Minnesota. I've seen the little stream where it begins. Wow. I said, but it's in many states. And, and he said, no, tell me what state the Mississippi River is in. I said, I don't know. What are you talking about? He said, liquid. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what I said. Oh, the liquid state. Oh, yeah. Bad, bad jokes. Yeah, that wasn't mine, folks. That was somebody else's. Good so. thing we... Good thing we don't have a comedy show. Here yeah, now. and don't forget, folks, we got a couple of guests from the Ojibwa Boat Hunters coming up at 7.05 this morning, talking about their free youth day next Saturday. That's uh, going to be a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of interesting. i gotta, I got to look up their website just to find out exactly where it is, too. You know, Are they into the, uh, like, the natural shooting? Uh, like, are they like a, a traditionalist? Bow hunting type, not, I think. I, I think so. I think probably the, tr- the traditional is the non sights crossbow, just or, basic not, I longbow, longbow recurve, recurve, instinctive shooting. Yeah, I you think know. that's what they're into. Yeah, and you know when when I was younger, that's how I started was with the recurve, and uh, you know, like nowadays with those cross with the with the compound bows, man, you can pull back and hold that for a while, you know, while you're aiming and waiting for the deer to get in the position. With a recurve, no, 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 no. You you pull back, you better let that baby go pretty quick, because <laughs> you ain't gonna hold it back for long, especially if you had something over forty five pound draw, you know. And he, I, I knew one guy; he had a seventy five pound draw. Yeah, he was a big, strong guy, and he, I, it's like my. God, this is this is hard to pull back, you know. That was crazy, but uh, yeah, people did it, you know. Yeah, I shot a fifty-pound recurve back in the day. Yeah, mine was a forty-five, and that was plenty, you know. That was plenty. I mean, you could still. In fact, I think the uh, I think the DNR actually had a regulation that the it had a... minimum was thirty-five pound or forty pound. I think it was forty. I think it was forty was the minimum. I think I'm not positive, but I think. I'm curious if they have a minimum listed today. I don't know, but I do know we got a couple of callers that we got to take before the top of the hour. No, no callers for the top of the hour. Okay, no callers, just some guests for next hour. Oh, and and oh, well, they're calling a little early. <laughs> they're excited. <laughs> they're excited. They I wanted to hear my sports update. Tom, uh, maybe that's no, they it. didn't. Okay, okay. They don't want to. Uh, they, well, they want to hear you, but they don't want to hear about the Brewers losing. No, they don't want. Nobody wants to hear about. That. Nobody wants to hear no. bad news. No. You got any good news for your update? Huh? I actually. Come on, give us some good news. Christian Yelich leads the home. Uh, leads the MLB in home runs. He Boring. Thirty-five. What else you got? You got any update? Keston here is a complete stud. Boring. Any any uh, update on the golf over there in? Uh, Northern Ireland, double boring. Uh, well, all there, so all the leaders in Northern Ireland, like the top ten on the board, they don't yeah. tee off till nine forty-five. So yeah. no, you won't really see a so, shakeup. You know, you know how Nick Bodie uh, scores when he goes golfing. It he he figures the the less golf balls he loses, the better day he has. So he just counts how he starts off with a dozen, and if he's got a couple left, that wasn't too bad. Is that about how it goes? I just always tell people I think golf. I'm just like, wait, the point isn't to get the high score? That's a weird sport. I don't like that. No, it's to get the low score. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? And now that soccer's over, you know, Bart ha- Bart Winkler has nothing to talk about, nothing to get excited about. No, nope, but how about over? UW Oshkosh? They win anything important late, like National Tiddlywinks <laughs> Championship? or? Uh, well, they're on summer break the- right now. 
Yeah. So and, no. And NAIA Division Ten team. Now you yeah can... they beat St. Mary's School for the Blind for the ping pong championship. That's Division what 10. I thought. That's going to be awesome. Uh, now you can for that. you can conference these two fellas, our two guests together, right? Did it on the roundtable last night with Tim Allen and Bill Babytow Schmidt and on the on deck show. You got this going, so we'll introduce everybody when we come back. Right now, we got the sports update. It it, it is just about seven o'clock, and uh, Nick Bodie's going to do this one live and unrehearsed, kind of like this show. Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number, or you can email us live at CEO Guys at yahoo.com. This is a live show, and this is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.